Psalm 126 this morning. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I pray that you will speak to our people, your people, and let them know, let us know that we are about to go to a higher ground with God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Psalm 126. Like my wife told you, God's been speaking to me about different things. Some things that I knew from the very beginning when God called us into the ministry. And I strongly feel the time is about here. Because what I believe God is saying, what he said to me, I knew I was going to be in a place like this. But the ministry is going to be all over the world. I really believe that with all of my heart. And this is the beginning. Now, the scripture, we, we have Psalm 126, beginning from verse 1. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said... The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things. They said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back the captivity of Zion as the streams of the south. Those also in tears will reap in joy. He who continually, not sometimes, he who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. The word, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion. Zion is the church. That's what that word means. In the Old Testament, the church was referred to as Zion. Zion is the church. And the word brought back our captivity is not making us captives again. And what the scripture is saying, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. Then we were like those who dream. And God's going to restore your fortunes. No matter what the enemy is doing in your life today, I stand as a servant of the Lord. We need to believe God. God is about to restore your fortune, and you will be like those that dream. In other words, you say, I can't believe it. Look what God has done. And, but not, that's not all. They will, your friends and those around you will be saying, the Lord has done great things for you. It's not going to be done in secret. They will see the physical, tangible things, stuff that they can touch, and see with their own eyes what God is doing in your life. Can I hear an amen? When you say an amen, it means so shall it be. That's what it means. And we need to say that. 
He is the Amen. According to the book of Revelation, so shall it be. God's going to restore your fortune. As the streams of the south. God's going to give you, when, when God restores your fortune, this is how he's going to go. You have to sow. Can you believe that scripture? He says, bring back our captivity as the streams in the south. What is he saying? Restore our fortunes just like you do with the streams in the south, the Negev, where it was dry season, everything was languishing away, and then it became rainy season, now everything was flourishing. He said, we want that back. Restore our fortunes as you do with the streams of the south. And then it goes, those who sow in tears. Your fortunes, the restoration of your fortunes, they tied to your sowing. Amen. If you want God to restore your fortunes, you got to sow. It's a principle. And then he says, he who continually, some people like to try, you know, you don't try things with God. He's testing you as well. You sow today, tomorrow you give up, and you're looking for fortune. God says, it don't work this way. <laughs> Though he who continually, not sometime, you, it's a continuous thing. If you, probably you've ceased giving because, or sowing, because you've tried it off and on, and it's not working. Yes, it's not going to work that way. God's not going to bring the refreshing into your life if you're just trying him. He wants commitment. He who continually goes forth, weeping. It's not fun to be out there working. You, like Pastor Wendy said, you got all of this and you're thinking, I got to give this to the work of God. Oh, what am I going to have? It seems like a hard thing to do. Going out to win souls for the kingdom of God. Sometimes you get insulted. Many times I've been at, uh, what do you call it, uh, food town. And I stretch, you know, the little stuff I have in my pamphlet to invite them to church. Oh, well, I don't need that. And they walk away from me like, you know, plague. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel like fun. And the funny thing, I know now not to try the next person. Because when they see the first person reject you, the next one is seen it, they quickly tell you, no, sir, no, no. So I wait for a while to make sure that that movement is gone before I try. So I don't keep... Oh, yeah. It's not fun uh, to be rejected like that. <laughs> but you don't quit. And something is telling you, just go, they're not going to listen. Well, they will. I'm sowing incorruptible seed. Incorruptible seed that's going to bring fruit. So you're weeping, but you, you, it's a continuous thing. You're giving to the work of God, you're sowing. God's telling me, God's going to give our church very soon opportunities to sow. 
And what the Lord is saying to me, the Lord said something to me while I was praying back there. I immediately picked up the phone and I called Africa. And that's been working on right now. And I told the Lord, is this you? Am I to go with this? Now, I'm going to put myself in the neutral gear. Uh, I, I don't want to run ahead of you. And I certainly don't want to do something that you don't approve. And I prayed. I prayed in the spirit. And I, I left. I got back home in my bathroom. God started showing. He didn't even answer my prayer about, you know, just letting go. He started showing me what should be done. Just ideas just flooded into my mind. And I realized, okay, this got to be God. And I got to test it. So I called my brother. And I tested it with him. He got very excited. And he, he expounded on it. I called two of them just to test. The other day I talked to a pastor. And I showed him what the Lord was showing me. And he quickly told me, he said, Let's pray right now. I'm going to pray for you right now. I think he, he's thinking, I, I, my mind says, he's thinking, I want to be a part of that. He's a pastor of a good-sized church. So God's going to be giving us opportunity to sow. And I'm not going to be, this is the way it's going to go. Because God's about to bring refreshing to the Ark Fellowship. This is the way it's going to go. You don't have to give anything. Can I say that again? You don't have to give anything. I'm going to ask the Lord to give to those who are willing to give to this. And if God doesn't give you, don't give anything. That's the way it's going to go. So is the Lord. And if I don't get the, what I need to get stuff done, then the Lord was not in it. But I know I'm going to get it. So this is how it's going to go. If the Lord doesn't give it to you, don't worry about it. You have nothing to give. Even if uh, Pastor Andy is screaming here, you got to give, please don't listen to him. <laughs> you only give if he tells you to give. But this is what the Lord, I believe the Lord is sharing to me. Sharing with me, many of you are going to be receiving a lot coming to you. Now, let me say it to you this very clear because he made it clear to me what was going to happen. If an unusual amount comes into your hand or money comes into your hand and no thought comes into your head about giving to this, keep it. Just pay your tithe to be safe. Don't give anything. But if something comes into your hand and all of a sudden a thought floats into your mind about what's happening in church, guess what's happening? God is asking you to give. If you eat that money, you just eat your seed. And you will not have a harvest. But I'm telling you, if you obey God, there's going to be a great harvest coming to your life. And I think this is going to be the beginning of a new thing in the Ark Fellowship. I really believe this with all of my heart. Our church is never lacked. In fact, 
what I'm talking about right now, if, I, if we decide, we can do this. But this is without talking to you. We have the funds by the grace of God. Maybe a little hard, but we do have it. In my mind, we do. But right now, I already have it in my mind because God's going to do what he wants to do. But this is what is happening. God is the day, the day has come for God to bring refreshing to his people. Psalm 110 verse 3. We are living in the day of God's power. This is the day of God's power. This is what the Bible says. Your people, that's God's people, shall be volunteers in the day of your power. God's people shall be volunteers. In other words, you are willing to do what it takes. And I'm declaring to you, with regards to the Ark Fellowship, this is the day of God's power in the Ark Fellowship, and God's people will be willing. God's people will be willing. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. That's the day of God's power. When people are not wanting to do something... God's power is not in the midst. When God's people are not ready to do anything for God, they're just sitting and waiting and asking God to do this for them, God's power is not there. Because one of the signs that God's in the midst of his people, there will be people wanting to do things. And that's what I'm beginning to see. Amen? It says, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. Jesus said in, in uh, John chapter 7, verse 37, he, says, he said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, out of his belly, literally out of the womb, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. The New King James says out of the heart. But no, the real translation from the, uh, from the Greek is belly, the womb. And that's what the scripture is talking about. My people will be willing. The beauties of holiness. There is beauty in holiness. Now, when we hear the word holiness, uh, what we're thinking about is the do's and don'ts, right? But holiness is something that God is set aside that is working. When God sets you aside for his work, you're holy to him. If God sets a cup aside for his use, it may to you be an ordinary cup, but that cup is holy. And when God places his holiness on you, holiness will begin to come out of your life. That's what, it's not by works of righteousness. It's not by what we do. It's what God is doing. He initiated it. He sent his son before we were born to die for us. And then he brought us to himself. It's all about what God is doing. But in the day of his power, God's people are willing 
and there is holiness, from the beauties of holiness. And we begin to do work for God. The womb of the morning. That means your light has come. Remember the scripture? Arise and shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Amen? Arise and shine. That's what I'm talking about. Restore our fortune. God wants to do that for us. We have to be volunteers. We have to be willing. Isaiah 1 verse 19 tells us, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. The volunteers eat good. <laughs> and I want to be one of them. Amen. How many want to be one? Volunteers, willing people with God, they eat good. And nobody can take the good from them. That's what the Bible means when it says, God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Nobody can stop you. You have the dew of your youth. And I think about that. In Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all, how many? All your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with what? Loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is what? Renewed like the eagles. Amen. He satisfies your mouth. With good things, so that your youth is renewed. You have the due of your youth. Volunteers, those who wait on the Lord, shall renew what? Their strength. Strength, just physical strength. No, your financial strength, your emotional strength, your spiritual strength. Because you are waiting on the Lord, you are a volunteer. And the Spirit of God is upon you. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all the, our diseases. He, crown, he crowns you, according to the word, with loving... That's where I'm going, going. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. So everywhere you go, you're wearing a crown, even though you don't realize it. You got two crowns on you. Huge crown. One is called loving kindness. The other one is called tender mercies. When you need loving kindness, you got loving kindness from God. He is loving to you and he is kind to you. And when you need mercy because you have failed, you got tender mercies. And God renews that every morning for those who volunteer for him. He renews it. We have to learn to believe God. You have to tell yourself first that God is. 
And once you know that God is and that God is on your side, and the Bible tells us, if God be for us, who can be against us? So I tell myself, God's for me. I have nothing to fear. I can never be in want. Never. That's what I'm declaring these days for me and my family. We can never be in want. By the grace of God, as long as Jesus is alive, he rose from the dead, he can take care of me. He can take care of my family. He can take care of my children. Tender mercies, loving kindness, satisfying your mouth with good things. That's God that we serve. That's why we should bless his name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget his benefits because if you forget his benefits, you won't bless him. And the more you are blessing because of the benefits, the more benefits he unloads on your life. That's the truth. God loves to give. God, he's a giver. He can't help himself. He gave his best, his son. And Romans chapter 8 tells us, if God did not withhold his son, but delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us how many things, some things? No, all things. All things. All things that make for life and for godliness. I got them. Second Peter chapter 1 tells us that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. If I want to be right before people and before God, I got that. If I want my bills paid, I got that also. All things that pertain to life and godliness. So that God, he, he, they see you, he says, they will see your good works. And they will give glory to your Father in heaven. Because as you are blessed, you are able to give. And when you see that fellow suffering, he says, don't worry, brother, I can help you. And he says, but you don't know me very well. That doesn't matter. My Lord knows you. He told me to bless you. And he says, what church do you go? I want to be there. <laughs> Amen. He set aside good works for us to do. And the power of his spirit is in us. Every one of you. If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I got to close. <laughs> If you have received Christ as your Lord and Savior, he says in John chapter 1 verse 12, as many as received him, he gave the right to become. He's always giving us right to become. We were down somewhere and when we receive him in our finances and we obey, then he gives you the power and the right to become. Sons of God. You know what that means? To be a son of God. For everyone who be, receives him, he gives the right to become a son of God. What that means is what Jesus said in, in, in Luke chapter uh, 10 verse 19. Behold, I give you power. In other words, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy 
And he says, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Who is going to hurt me? Nothing. No plane crash. <laughs> no car accident. <laughs> nothing means nothing, right? I'm doing good. <laughs> nothing. We have to believe God's word. Amen? Because the Bible says, be it unto you according to you, your faith. We got to believe God's word. Why am I saying this? Put on your seatbelt. Amen? God's about to take us somewhere. And I'm, I'm telling God, no one is going to be left behind. No family is going to be left behind. Every family is going to be abundantly provided for. Peace will come into every family. Good will come into every family. The things that were bad will become things of the past. And they will be talking about those days that we don't even want to remember. That's what's going to be happening. Stand up with me this morning. I got to run. Uh, my wife's going to really get me if I don't run real fast. <laughs> Raise your hands up. You know, God wants to be good to you. He really does. I pray that you will believe it from your heart. If you don't believe it from your heart, you won't turn loose of everything to him. But the day you believe that God truly loves you and he does, then nothing matters. I can throw myself up to him. Amen? And just surrender freely. Just like a child. You know, daddy says, jump and I'll catch you. And he just throws himself up. I want you to do that to your father this morning. Amen? And tell him that you know he's going to take care of you. Because the scripture says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's not something just to recite. That's the truth. Amen? Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for your blessings upon their lives. I declare that they will be head and not tail, above and not beneath. I declare that sin will no longer have dominion over anyone that's hearing my voice this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, they will be able to see and to make adjustments so that they can align themselves for your blessings upon their lives. Father, I thank you. Your people are truly blessed. They are precious to you. They are your inheritance. And God, I say to you in Jesus' name, take care of your inheritance. Thank you, Father. We're going to close, but I want you to turn around to two or three people. Tell that person, I am God's inheritance. Can you do that? Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that. I am God's inheritance. God bless you. We're dismissed.